Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Hovos Halevavot. We're in, in the Gate of Humility, Chapter 5. Hashem, the, the Rabbi Ba'iya Ibn Pakuda is teaching us how to be humble people. And he says that the methods of acquiring humility and the ways this is made easier for a person it, to constantly feel humble in his heart, that he will never become arrogant or haughty, is an exercise. It's something that you have, it's a discipline, it's something that you have to continuously be working on your intellect to think in a certain way and this will allow you to be a humble person. So he gives us seven points in which uh, the thought and the imagination are kept focused on. He says, the root and the origin of human being is a drop of, of semen and blood. After these have become putrid and malodorous, it, they smell bad. He's nourished by impure blood as long as he remains in his mother's womb and which he emerges weak and frail in body and limbs. He develops from one stage to the next until reaching full maturity and then old age sets in until his days are done. So this is the first point he gives us is to remember what we were fed when we were in the womb of our mother and um, how we come from a, a, a drop of semen that is really fertilized with an egg. This is where we come from. And, uh, and that when we, we get old, we become like nothing. We become like very, very uh, weak and the body is not the same body and the mind is not the same mind. So we should never forget a uh, human condition. And this will keep us humble. As a sage once said in this regard, I wonder how a creature that has passed twice through passageways for urine and blood can become proud and arrogant. Like if you really think of how you came into this world, you would never become arrogant. So number two, he says, when a person considers the severity of the various trials and that he's subject to in this world, that we come to this world, really there are so many tests opportunities of growth that we have to go through. People don't have easy lives in general. Uh, maybe some have it easier than others, but everybody has their own uh, suffering and their own problems and their own things that really don't make like life perfect. And he gives here uh, an example like hunger and thirst and cold and heat and disease and misfortune and anxiety from which he has no re release except in death. And when a person, and when a perceptive individual takes all these to heart and understands his own weaknesses, like when we're we recognize that we're weak people, that we're, we're we don't have it all together. When you think that you have it, something happens, and and you're like reminded, hello, you're not such a great uh, whatever you think you are. Then. Um, he understands that his own weaknesses and that he has neither the intelligence nor the power to protect himself from all these afflictions. So a person can be the most intelligent person in the world. He can have all the money in the world. He can be healthy as he can be, but he's never, he, he, this is not something that he can, that he has uh, control over. He has no control over these things. This is not in our hands. 
So when we realize this, then we assume the humility, we assume the humility of a prisoner. Rabbi Pakuda says here that, the, that, the, that in this world, he is not merely like a prisoner. He is a prisoner. And he will then assume the humility of a prisoner. We are like in a dark cell here. Like right now, coronavirus for almost a year, we've been all stuck in our homes. And thank God, thank God, we cannot complain that in, in all this uh, hectic year, most of us, thank God, we have a food on our table. We still have nice clothes to wear. We're in our beautiful homes or people are making their homes beautiful. In all this craziness, we can say that with all that, we can see how Hashem really takes care of us. So assume the humility of a prisoner and um, that has no device and has no power over anything. So when we realize that all these things are not in our hands, that it's not in our control, the only thing that we control, can control is actually if we want to get closer to Hashem or not. And, uh, and with a lot of, a lot of, a lot of work, we can come to control our, our emotions. We can be master of our feelings. But otherwise, if it's going to rain or if it's going to be sunny, if it's going to be 15 degrees or 10 degrees minus 10 degrees, or if it's going to come a hurricane or not a come a hurricane, that's not in our hands. We, we have no control over that. Then number three, he says, when a person considers the transient character of his existence, how swiftly death comes, how at that time his aspirations and hopes are cut off, and he must leave behind all his possessions with no chance of taking anything with him. If he imagines his position in the grave, if he sees himself like once he's dead, he's in the grave and, he's, and he sees this. I'm not, you know, Rabbi Pakuda is not saying that we have to have these things in our head all day. It's not something that we have to because we're going to become depressed if we think like this. But it's good that once in a while, we make a Heshbon Hanefesh, we make like, a, like an alignment of our, of our minds and, re, and recognize uh, how humble we should be, how lowly we are, that we really are breathing and existing and in this world because Hashem desires us to be here. He wills it. He wants you here. And that's the only reason you're here is because He wants you here. And there's a purpose for you in this world. But if we come to, to, to imagine all these things, we're going to come to say, yeah, you know what? I'm a tiny little thing. It's interesting that this week, the, the Pirkei Avot that I was teaching in this, in this, in the livealittlehigher.com also is talking about humility and about uh, how we should perceive ourselves. So when these and similar thoughts enter his mind, he will feel humbled and bowed. He will not become proud or arrogant, haughty, or, or self-important. We have to be, you know, we have to be humble people. This is the best way to be. When you're not entitled, arrogant, I deserve, they should give me. This is not the Torah way. This is not how a person should conduct himself. Then the fourth one, he says, when a person reflects on the service of he, that he owes God for the abundant kindness and great goodness he has bestowed upon him, when he recalls his neglect and inadequate fulfillment of the commandments, those called for by the intellect and those whose origin is in the revelation alone, when he considers that he will have no arguments or excuses when the day of reckoning comes, 
and he will be full of remorse at the time of retribution, he will be humiliated. No, it says, the sages teach that one of the, 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 the pains that a, a soul experiences, the, the biggest pain a soul experiences when he passes from this world, is, is, is seeing the potential he had that the opportunity that was given to him in this world and that he neglected it, that he didn't take advantage of it. When they show him what an incredible person he would have been and how much goodness he would have brought to the world and he didn't do it, when he sees his lost potential, that's the most painful thing a soul can experience. So now in life, Rabbi Pakuda is telling us, you know, in this world also look at yourself like that. Look like Hashem put me in this world. He's a privilege to be alive. It's a privilege to be here. You know, he gave me all these qualities, all these tools, all these intelligence. He gave me the ability to move. He gave me the ability to run. He gave me the ability to think and to do and to learn. And I'm not taking advantage of that. So. When we, when we see the goodness that is given to us, then we will be able to appreciate it and be grateful. And this is one of the qualities of, of humility, is to be a, a grateful person. Five, he says, one acquires humility by contemplating the grandeur and the mighty power of the Creator. May he be exalted, who observes one's outer appearances and inner experiences. One can attain an appreciation of this awesome force by considering the following. So he says, our masters of blessed memory have spoken of the as an awe-inspiring and imposing presence of many of the pious ones who lived in the past generations. They said of one, for, for instance, that he, Rabbi Sheshes, fixed his gaze upon the person who then became a heap of bones. That when we realize that there were people before us, that they were so great, that they were like unbelievably spiritually exalted and, and they lived with their spiritual exaltedness, we, we feel humble. We feel that we're not living up to our potentials. And then he says, like, if you look at the, at the uh, pious people, but the pious people look at the prophets, they're also going to feel humble because the, the prophet is in a much higher level than the pious. But nevertheless, when the, pious, when the prophet sees the angels, then he's going to feel also little because the angels have a much bigger power than them. And when the angels look at Hashem, they also realize they're nothing. They're nothing compared to their creator. So we see here that when we see that there's, there's more than us, that there's people who are more than us, then we feel humbled. But when we feel like we're the last Coca-Cola in the desert, then we're going to become very arrogant. And then number six says, one acquires humility by reading the books of the prophets, noting the severe punishments inflicted on the proud and haughty, and conversely, God's great providence over the humble and the lowly. So when you read the, the books of the prophets, or you read the Torah, this parasha, for example, by Yehim, which Reuben lo loses his, his, his three gifts, he loses three gifts. He loses uh, the, the, the firstborn, the behora. He loses the, the, the kehuna. He was going to supposed to, the, the, the high priest, the Kohen Gadol was going to come from him. And the kingship, Malhut, was going to come from him. And he loses it because he's proud and haughty and he's arrogant. And he becomes angry and he loses everything. Then we become, we see like human nature is so dangerous. We have to really have it into check and we have to realize that, uh, that 
arrogance is not the way to go. So here it says, the last one says, when one observes the upheavals in the condition of people in this world, how swiftly kingdoms and governments disappear, how people are moved from one predicament to another, or one nation is destroyed and another nation rises, like sheep they are herded to the grave, he is humbled and will not pride himself on any worldly wealth and, and on trusting his heart in any worldly thing as it is written. Blessed is the man who made God his trust and did not turn to the arrogant or those that stray after falsehoods. So we see some governments rise, some governments fall, some people fall, some people rise. People go up and down all the time. Nations go up and down all the time. And um, this should uh, infuse within us humility. And see that the only person, the only person that we can go to, person not, uh, the only one we can turn to really is Hashem. That He's the only one. He's our salvation. He's God. There's a story of a lady that went to the Lubavitcher Rebbe once with a problem and she came to him and she started crying and, and she dropped in the floor and she said, only you can help me. And the Rebbe says, no, I cannot help you. I'm sorry. And his secretary couldn't believe it. Like the, the Rebbe would never turn anybody away. But he looked at her and says, I'm sorry, I cannot help you. And then the lady went out of his room, out of his uh, office, and he sees her through the window that she falls on the floor and she starts crying and crying and looking up and she says, Hashem, Hashem, only you can help me. And at that moment, the Rebbe said to his secretary, he said, yeah, bring her in, now I can help her. Yeah, because we have to recognize who, who the help comes from. Maybe you have a, a, an incredible pious rabbi like the Rebbe Lubavitch, a, a tzaddik of our time that was able to help people, but people had to recognize that the help didn't come from him. It came from God through him, but not from him. And, and so when a person's thoughts are never free of one of these points we have mentioned, he will be humble and lowly and at times until humility becomes a second nature to him. So of our sages of blessed memory have said, reflect on three things. This is in Perkyavot, in chapter 3, Mishnah 1, says, reflect on three things and you will never come to sin. Know from where you come from, know where you're going, and before whom you have to give an accounting and a reckoning. And from where do we come from? We come from a putrid drop. And where are we going? To a place of dust, maggots, and worms. And before whom will you give an accounting and a reckoning? Before the King of Kings, the Holy One, blessed be He. So if we have this in mind, most likely we'll keep ourselves humble, Humble, humility brings gratitude, gratitude brings joy, joy brings braha, brings blessing, and, um, and this is the way, this is the way to live. So I wish you a blessed week, happy end of the fiscal year 2020, may you come into the new 2021 fiscal year with good health and joy and appreciation of who you are and what's your, your purpose in life and who, who is above you. Never take your eyes out eh, from where you come from and where you're going. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.